Question one. Kleenex the experience. True or false? Kleenex. As in, like, the, the toilet As in paper. the tissues. Yeah. Okay. Well, tissues, not toilet Kleenex, paper. and is this a licensed the, game? The experience. <laughs> the experience. Kleenex the experience. <laughs> I think they were trying to go for alliteration there, but they failed. What's the experience? So I can give you details about these games if you want. No, no, I just like to imagine that it's a game about wiping your bum with a bunch of toilet paper. Um... I'm going to say yep. th- that would never be a game. That's f- that's false. That is false. Yeah. That, I made that up. I, I even had like a little game in my head. <laughs> what? Can I ask what you thought? Uh, I was I was thinking like it was it was like where you, you clean up boogers. <laughs> like randomly. Or it was like a flash game where you clean up boogers okay. using, a, using a tissue. Mm, but mm. like if, if you change the, 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 the boogers that would be splattered everywhere from yeah. green to like, I don't know, white. Okay. Then... <laughs> It could be misconstrued as something else, and then they had to take the game down. <laughs> that, that was going to be my story as to what happened to that game. Oh, dear. Yep. yep. Okay. Get your Next. black light out. And you yep. See, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, moving on. But, but you got me there. You got me there. Yeah. Cleaning experience, false. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. The Dallas Quest. Based on TV show Dallas. Dallas Quest. Yes. Or the, would you say The Dallas Quest or mm, Dallas? The Dallas Quest, yeah. The Dallas Quest. Based on the TV show Dallas... With um, JR, is this is this game that may or may not be real, like an like adventure game? Or it is an adventure game that appeared on the Apple. This has got to be real. I guess yeah, it is real. True. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. Someone actually did that. Yeah, Rob, Rob, two points. Dallas, Dallas is very popular. It was very popular. Yeah, you'll get this next one. Who shot JR? I don't mm. know. Do you? Was it was it UAC? Did you do it? I went back in time and shot lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with a hat. <laughs> Especially large hats. Damn it. In theatres. There's a lot of people who wore hats back in, in the past. You know? Yeah. There's like a yeah. whole period there where, you know. Why, look, if you wear your hat in a theatre, you just des- you deserve to get shot. That's true. I, I, I stand by that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sneak King. A Burger King stalking game. I know this is yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I, I threw that one in there just, just to say that this was a real game mm-hmm. where you are the Burger King. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's his name. Yes. I think he's called The King or something like that. that yeah. Elvis might have something to say about that. But he's dead. <laughs> but is he though? I see. <laughs> probably he? because of the Burger King who stalked him. And then you meant to surprise people with burgers. You basically stealth kill them. But instead of stealth killing them, you like stealth shove a burger down their throat. <laughs> Which kills them. Yeah. You know, from clogged arteries. Or satiates them with delicious Burger King deliciousness. Hey Burger King, send me some burgers. I really like your burgers. Thanks. <laughs> Awesome. Nobody's sending you burgers. Or awesome. some money would be good. Thanks. I really need some money. I'm really poor. Okay, I really need money too. Actually, I, I, you I, don't need money. I, I need... love the Burgers King. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love their mc- nug 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 nug. <laughs> I love the Burger he Prince and all he stands for. Long may he reign. A Burger Princess in Japan with some kind of anime character with with a short skirt would go down really well. I think I'm that would go saying. down well with me. Yeah, and Japan and Japan. Mm. But maybe, especially actually, me. maybe a taco store. Taco. <laughs> How about this? I'll the tell you Duke when you're of tacos. No, no, no. It's still princess. Princess tacos. <laughs> <laughs> you're just getting that now, are you? Okay. So, Question. <laughs> you really are a horrible person, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Question four. Fahrenheit 451. Wait. <laughs> Wait. There's a- Fahrenheit 451. Is that a video game? And does it come with a manual? That's a very... That's- <laughs> That supplementary question is very is a very good question. It's a very good question, isn't because, it? Because because that makes me think if they if if they made this game, yep, 
And if they were like really true to the spirit of the Fahrenheit universe, yep. then they wouldn't have a manual. No. They would give you just a pile of cinders. When you, when you open the box, it just falls out. Yeah. And, and you're just like, oh, that's sad. And that <laughs> makes me think about like the future of humanity and like the anti-intellectualism of our times and stuff. Um, but that being said, I think that's not true. I think that's a phony. I think that's a phony game. It's true. Oh, it wax. is actually. It's a. More, it's more of a text adventure game. Uh, once again, for the Apple in the hmm. uh, early to mid eighties, I think wow. it was created. Okay. But it was actually praised by critics really? for its writing. Yes. Hmm. So, and it was based on the book, but uh, I, I think it added something to the book. You may may even play as a fireman. I'm not sure. All right. Your, it's a cool book. Check that it out. It is. Guys. It is. Yeah. It's a. It's a book about book burning. It's kind of like. Interesting. It's kind of like 1984, but like less awful. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, but basically, <laughs> Fahrenheit 451 is where we're heading right now. Or it's like The Handmaiden's Tale, but less awful. <laughs> now, the Handmaiden's Tale is a good story, but it's just depressing. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of really it. depressing. Same with 1984. Mm. Anyway, moving on. All right. <clears throat> Journey, the band. You know Journey. I do know. Don't Journey. stop. Believing, hold on to that feeling. Yep, the arcade game. Wow, I really hope that's real. Is it real, AC? I hope it's real. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's real because I want it to be real. It's real. Yes, except it's terrible. Oh, (laughs) Journey's cool, man. But the arcade game isn't. You meant to rescue one of the drummers or something. Look, and you know what? It's not the only Journey arcade game ever made. There was one for the 2600. Oh, man. There was a there was a journey game for the Atari. Did they journey like video games? From, I don't know. But there were two uh, there was an arcade and a 2600 game. Wow. Wow. I'm learning things. I bet there was a pin there must have been at least one pinball machine. Right? I don't know. I mean, I'm you know, you know everyone even I have a pinball machine somewhere. <laughs> Come on, we've all had a pinball just machine. Just your bro. big horrible face just <laughs> just leering at you at the top of the Okay. So you just move on from my horrible insulted. <laughs> Moving on. Your horrible ugly face just staring at you with your horrible squinty eyes just just staring. You, you get that all the time. So <laughs> I can only imagine that that you that you would love playing pinball on my face. <laughs> Possibly using my nipples as flippers. <sighs> my nipplers yeah. as as you could wait. No, yeah, hang on. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going strange places with High my nipples score. again. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Certainly very high. Jackpot. Wait, no, that's a different thing. <laughs> oh, there was there was something on the tip of my tongue. And I almost said it, but I didn't. Was well, it was about like pulling back the anyway. <laughs> Let's just say that you were gonna get a nice salty surprise as three uh, extra ball. Extra game. balls. There, there was balls and there was salty surprises. Um, and question number six is Citizen Kane. Oh wow, really? Okay, um now. Famous movie. Famous movie. Very yeah. well regarded. Yep. Probably a really bad idea to make a video game out of that movie, though. Yes. Um, whether it's true or whether it's false, I will say yes. <laughs> who would... Who would... Because, like, there's lots of really good movies out there, right? Yep. Like, Philadelphia. Yep. Would you make a video game out of that? <laughs> would you make a video game about that? Yeah, you know what? I would, but it would be in the style <laughs> of um, Phoenix... Phoenix, right. <laughs> Attorney at law. Except he's just covered in lesions and it's really depressing. <laughs> that oh, could work. Oh, man. That could work. Oh, man. Um, I made myself upset thinking about that. <laughs> um, but back to the point. Yes. Citizen just, Kane. Just because it's a good movie yep. doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. So I'm going to say that's not true. It is false. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. So reason <laughs> the video game industry saw the light. 
They decided that was a bad there are, idea. There are a lot of weird games out there which have been cancelled. Taxi Driver mm. was, was going to be... What? A, a video game that was cancelled. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose you could say that like Grand Theft Auto does the job for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Scarface was... I think it was actually a video game. Mm. Uh, Godfather was a video game. And they, they were both not, not great. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Godfather game like was something that's sort of recent. Fairly recent. It's fairly recent. Last, like, it wasn't very last, good. like 10, 15 years or so. Mm. That's what um, I read anyway. I yeah, never played it. yeah. Okay, next. Okay. Motley Crew Video Pinball. Oh, uh, wait. There is a Motley Crew video game, and there's a pinball game, but I think it's called, like, Crew Ball or, like... Yep, you got it. It's yeah. Crew. yeah. It is Crew yeah. Ball. The Motley Crew actually had a pin... It's not a pinball table. No. It is video pinball that you play while Motley Crew plays in glorious Genesis... Mega Drive music. Oh, imagine that, like, Genesis synth playing, like, Yeah, Motley the Mega Crew. Drive. Yeah, it is something. I have it. I have mm. that game. We can play it. That was... I mean, like... It's I, not a bad game. I'm not a big modeling crew. No, fan. neither am you I. May, you may have guessed this about me, AC. Though. Yeah. But, like, there's something about that sawtooth synth, synth that the Genesis has that I find very appealing, so... You, All right. You've already won this, but we'll keep going. Yeah, sure. We'll keep going. All right, why not? Um, uh, Iron Maiden, Ed Hunter. Oh, hello. Going with the more heavy metal themed yep. uh, games. Headhunter, you say? No, Ed Hunter. Oh, Ed Hunter. Yes. Is that a reference to like a band member? No, or no, no. Their mascot is... is... Oh. Yeah. Right. Yes, yep. now I'm with you now. I remember this. I re- read about it. This is how lame I, I actually know. I read about, about it on Wikipedia. I actually know a little about <laughs> bit about Iron Maiden. I read about Iron Maiden on Wikipedia. No, no. I actually listened to Iron oh, Maiden. Oh, okay. You're, you're more cool than me. I it's, No, it's not cool. It's just something that I happened <laughs> to listen to when I was at a stage in my life called primary school and thought they were cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think they're cool, I guess. I don't know. Are they cool? I don't know. Write in. Tell us. Are they cool? Um, please write in. We're desperate. Uh, GLB Australia. Wait, GLB, what is it? GLB Australia at... Stop stalling and answer the question, Rob. Uh, true. Yes. Hooray, I guess, to my one. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie is their mascot. It is true. Mm-hmm. It was released alongside the album and was basically an on-rail shooter. Right, okay. And was just basically as part of their best of album. Which era of... Um, what Late we- 90s, I think. Really? Like, like PS- PlayStation era? Yes. Interesting. I don't know. I think it may have been PC, though. Interesting. Okay. It's something. Oh, was that... it one of those things where it's like, put the disc into your PC? Yes. And yes. 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 Wu Tang had an album where you could put the disc into the PC and apparently explore the Wu Tang mansion, but it never worked for my PC. <laughs> and, for, and I was very upset about that. I bet you were. I wanted to upset. see what you, God, was up to in the bathroom or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Next one. Moving on. Next one. Gillette. The okay. best a man slash woman can get. A Gillette-themed video game. Okay. Whether this game was real or not, it was free. <laughs> so, if you made this up, yeah. you decided that it was free. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what real... would that even be? I'm going to... Like, no, that has to be fake. That has to be false. There are... Yeah, it's fake. Damn it! I wanted it. I wanted you to. I wanted you to prove me wrong, but no. I, I had this. I had this law written out in my brain where there was like there were two discs. Like there was a man one and a woman ones. Like if you buy the pink razor, yeah. you get the women ones. Uh, but the women ones are really rare now because no, no, like women bought the the one with the with the CD in it. Lady Gillette. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's false. It was just something I made up because I was thinking about products that should never have video games. Do you remember the ad for Gillette? Like the yes. the, the like the ad. Yes, Gillette. The best a man can get. He wasn't was like, even that shaving. And there was imagery of like a handsome man like shaving. 
And there was imagery of like a father giving a son like the keys to the car or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I remember. I have just distinct memory of what keys is it with changing you her? and that you're thinking of a 1970s key party, Rob. Oh, we've all right. been there. That's right. We've well, all been there. I, I went there in a time in a time travel machine. <laughs> Let me tell <laughs> the you, time travel machine. That's right. That's what we call it. The time otherwise known as a time machine. <laughs> Time travel machine. I like to call it a science, a time travel science machine. (laughs) Stream of nonsense. Time travel machine. Time travel. Episode 30. That's what H.G. Wells should have, not the time machine, the time travel machine. In case you didn't get it the first time. The traveling through time box machine. Okay, number 10. With baddies. Dad's army. Murlocs. (laughs) Murlocs. I'm sorry. You and your Murlocs. When will you learn? I love them. Like a father loves the children. <laughs> I'm the father of the Murlocs. You, that would not surprise me either. I travel back in time in my time travel machine. No, more Murlocs are in the future, <laughs> oh, you dumbass. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> I time... Haven't you read any H.G. Wells? I time travel machined to my to the future in my time travel machine. And I had Question sex... Question 10. I had sex with a Murloc. <laughs> I fucked it good. <laughs> God. This is why we should never give me scotch. No, no, I think. Uh, okay. Because now everyone's thinking about me fucking a Murloc. And that's an upsetting thought for me and you. Fan art, please. Artists <laughs> listening. Fan no. art. Ben, don't. Don't do it, Ben. You have My your raccoon? T- your talents. My raccoon. No. <laughs> Ryan, you have better things. You have a child. Think about that child, male or female, as it may be. <laughs> male. Male. <laughs> God damn you. All right. Question 10. <laughs> Question motherfucking ten, you scotched up prick. <laughs> Dad's army. Yes. For the Spectrum ZX81. <laughs> True or false? Was Dad's army oh, a God. Spectrum game? Was oh, was Jesus. there the classic BBC series Dad's Army for the Specky with Mr. Mannering? Captain Mannering, sorry. Captain, that's Captain. He didn't spend Captain all of that time guarding the coast of England yeah. from Nazis to be called Mister. No, that's right. Captain Mannering yep. and Mister Jones. Yes. And the Scottish one, <laughs> and the one who was really dodgy and was always nicking thing. Would they have been in a video game? God, I, I don't think they would have had all the characters. We're just in there. I'm just imagining a really bad platformer where, where <laughs> Captain Mannering just walks into walls and shit. Um. But it is for the Specky, which was very popular in Britain. Yes, it is. Which is the one place where Dad's Army was popular. (laughs) I don't know. Um, ABC at six o'clock during the 1990s in Australia. I thought it was funny when I was nine years old. Um, I really want it to be true. I really want it to be true. But it's one of those things where I just can't imagine what it would look like. (laughs) So I'm going to say false. It's false. Yeah. It's false. But I just, I don't know. There was just that that, that air of doubt there. Something that shouldn't be, but is. But Much like be. this podcast, Much Game Life like Balance Australia. Yes. So that was Licensed to Thrill. Was it a licensed game? Mm. So the final score there was AC1. Rob9, you did I, incredibly... You I, almost, kicked, I almost perfected you. You kicked Atheist Ass. Atheist right. Arsenal. I'm the atheist. So That's right. You kicked yes. my ass in that. Yes, because you are a godless atheist. I am a godless atheist. That's why I won. Atheist, yes. Because I believe in the baby jeebers. <laughs> Help me jeebers. And all the other things in the Bible. You believe everything in the Bible? Everything. Everything? Literally everything is true in that book. Even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff? That, especially that stuff. <laughs> especially that stuff. Yeah. Leviticus? You, you, I you will like not Le- suffer a witch to live. I will not suffer it, AC. <laughs> which witch? Oh, all of them, really. 
They've all got to go. <laughs> We're going to put them on this other planet over here. Yeah, the planet Burn at the Stakemus. <laughs> Burn at the Stakemus. That probably sounds really impressive <laughs> if you said it in Latin. Burn at the Stakemus. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to call uh, my steak restaurant. Uh, Burn at the Stakemus. <laughs> We're just going to have an effigy. <laughs> Of Margaret Thatcher burning out the front every every day it's at just, opening time. It's like you know those um you know how like at a, a car dealership it has those like those like sort of um like air blown like wavy men yeah the kind of wave except they're on fire yeah except this is like except it's like that yeah except instead of air it's flames yeah and instead of instead of um, a fun wavy man yeah it's 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 just a really realistic looking like effigy of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Really, like really, 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 really realistic. <laughs> just flailing yeah. in the wind, and like actually, you got a tape player with with women's screams. Just, but every every half hour, I have to come over and turn the what? tape over. What? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's on a Walkman, so it runs out of batteries. Which is probably actually how how the the Thatchmeister sounds. <laughs> and then you have to come out of Burn at the Stakeover and just turn, just like replace the batteries. <laughs> You got a big Except of- anyone who goes into my restaurant, I just I just set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's no steak. I didn't even take their money. They should I have just set them on fire. They should have read the warning in fine print above the door. <laughs> we will burn you alive. We're legally protected. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all about boards. <laughs> and burn the steak and <laughs> I really want to open this restaurant, Rob. There's, I hate so many people. I don't want to see them being burned at the stake. <laughs> and then you just invite people that you hate to the restaurant. You just send them, like, unsolicited vouchers for, like, a free dinner. So, I mean, like, if, if you sent them, like, a gift card, would, would, it, would it explode in the mail? Is that the kind of thing? It's just doused in gasoline. So, this thing smells like it's very flammable. <laughs> Come to this restaurant if you can make it. <laughs> it's just like basically what happens is right. There's a package, like knock on the door, right? Yeah. You open the door. Yep. There's no one there. No. That's a bit spooky. Yep. You look down at your feet. Uh huh. There's a package. Yep. You open it up. Okay. It's a can of let's say kerosene. Kerosene. And a note that What's says the note say? that says um and it's in hand, it's handwritten. Okay. And it's poorly spelled. Okay. And it says <laughs> that's, that's it says, me. One free dinners. At Burnett Stakemus. I should say, I should mention, this is written in crayon. Um, Flammable crayon. That's right. And it says, before coming, please douse yourself with the definitely not kerosene in this can. And you know, if, they, if they're too smart to fall for that, I put a bomb in their car. <laughs> so next time they saw their car, they just explode. I don't need. I don't need to rent a premises to do this. Dear me, well, it's very. It's, you know, it's all fun and games to plot the death of people we hate. But we probably should introduce this podcast at some point. It being about twenty minutes into the show. No, you know, after after that after that discussion about killing people we don't like. Yeah. Should we? Okay. Um, I'm Cody Goff <laughs> And I'm Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin Known drug dealer <laughs> This is Game Life Balance US Yes They're the most American Game Life Balance <laughs> There ever was God bless Donald Trump Let's build a wall <laughs> this, this is Game Life Balance Australia This is The Stream of Nonsense A Stream of Nonsense It's episode 30 So we are self-indulgent Yes Every episode that you can v- divide by the number 5 we uh, we make a, uh, a mockery of ourselves, mockery even more than normal. Yes, 
um, and we drink a bunch of scotch, and we do a... a the po- scotch isn't always part of it. I but, know, it should be. It, yeah. It should be a prerequisite. It's Friday night. It's Friday night, it's Australia time, it's time to get rowdy, it's time to get drunk, it's time to punch your friend in the face. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't, his hand is okay. cocked. You, you can go first. You no, punch no. me, then I'll punch you. No, because what'll happen? You know what'll happen. It's I'll break every bone in my hand. <laughs> And then you'll punch me in the head and I'll fall down and die. I'll literally die. Yes, this is probably and then you'll true. Be, then you go to jail and be burned at the stake in this. Why is I being dragged away with the gun? I never told you my restaurant idea. Just <laughs> gave me some kerosene. Yeah. Kerosene isn't actually that flammable. I mean, it's flammable <laughs> enough, but it's not, it's not like gasoline. I don't understand. Kerosene's Look, not actually that good all right. for, for burning someone alive quickly. <laughs> I'm going to come clean. Yep. I'm going to come clean. Okay. On this podcast. Yep. I, have, I have a confession. I don't know a lot about burning people at the stake. <laughs> you prick. I pay you, were, you were hired specifically yeah. Yeah. during the interview for your knowledge I of humans and their combustibility. <laughs> I, I basically just made the whole thing. My my do you know my resume is basically just something that I found on Google image search. It's basically just like a it's basically a picture of Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? I drew a moustache on it and for some reason you just like hired me. I don't know why. Well I don't know you, why you did because that. Because you had sixteen pages of references from DeviantArt. <laughs> That's right. You're like, well, you like, and I was thinking, man, this guy really likes Sonic. That's right. Like, really fucking loves Sonic. It's like, that's a very sexy picture of Rouge the Bat. So, I'm hiring you on that basis. You've, have, you, have you actually seen any of those pictures? No. Because... No, I haven't. <laughs> I follow weird people on Twitter. I'm just going to say that straight really? up. Cody Goff is one of those Do people. Do you? <laughs> Cody Goff posts nothing but pictures of Sonic porn all the time. Yeah, he's known for it. Uh, no, I, there, I I always think that this stuff is made up, mm. and then I see like one person yeah. retweets, possibly but because they weren't in their quote private account, mm-hmm. quote, mm-hmm. Uh, and then something <clears throat> gets tweeted, and then I just go, "What the hell?" Yeah, it's yep. actually like mm-hmm. people put real effort into that. Yeah, there's like real artistry. Yeah. I mean, there's there's actually really talented people out there. I, they don't know their anatomy very well, especially their hedgehog <laughs> or bat anatomy or echidna anatomy. Just a, a very shiny schlong. Um, <laughs> shiny schlong. Shine, say that three times. Shiny schlong, um, shiny schlong, shiny schlong, shiny schlong. See, yeah, gotcha. Okay, no, you yeah, got me. There you go. That's a fun tongue twister for you yeah. kids at home. Yep. All the kids listening. You, you, should, you should say that at school next time. Yes. To all the children listening to this show, I say, uh, please don't listen to this. Please don't. So, this uh, is a stream of nonsense. Yes. We are pressing forward. It is Friday night. Uh, it We decided to do the quiz, and we didn't even... I just... My original idea was actually going to, like, say, question six. Are we even like, really ourselves? Who are you? Who am I? Where, what are we doing Who here? cares? Are you AC? Am I Rob? Is this is this real? Is this, is this Australia? Okay. All right. All right. Fine. You want me to do it? You want me to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Hello, all you lovely people in internet land. That's exactly what you sound like. I am the charismatic Andrew A.C. Yoshimura, and I am joined by someone who posed as a barstool for 30 years back in the 80s. That's right. Robert Rob Bailey. I just like the pressure of the human butt on my forehead. I just like this 30 years back in the 80s. Back in the 80s. For 30 years during the 80s. Hey, the uh, 80s were, were, went on for a very long the, time. You know, it's, it's a funny thing about the 80s. It's a funny thing. I'm actually imagining you like on all fours sitting on you at a bar. Not in any sexual way. Yeah, that's purely... But just, like, sitting on you going... This is just not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You are not a comfortable bar I'm kind of bony. 
You, you are know? pretty bony. Yeah. But I'm not kind of... not in like the good way. No, kind of more in the bad way. Like the bad sort of like skeletal sort of way. <laughs> Rather than the good kind of like bony as in having a, a big bone kind of way. Um, <laughs> just, just the one. You know what I'm talking well, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, so, <laughs> so yes, I, I think in full disclosure, I'm going to be full disclosing here. Oh, God. We, we did not mention this last episode. Yeah. But we are mentioning this episode. We are recording this episode immediately after... The previous episode. Yes, we're doubling up because... I am going away. I am going back to Japanland. For what seems like the 500th time in the last, like, 12 months. I was actually talking to someone at work about this. Mm. Like, you know, there are some people who dream their whole life. Of going to Japan. Of going to Japan. That's, even just, like, for a week or two weeks. That's their, like, life goal. Yeah. It's like, I want, really want to go to Japan, like, just for two weeks. And I want to hit up all the good places in Akihabara. And all of the, like, obscure places. And I want to see some, you know, great stuff. And go to a maid cafe or whatever yeah. the fuck tourists do. I have no yep. idea. Go to, like, an owl cafe and then buy a pair of panties from, like, a vending machine. That's a thing. You can totally do that. Yep. Get crapped on by a man just as a schoolgirl or whatever. <laughs> what the... <laughs> Wait, if, that's, if, that's not a, if that's not a thing, that's totally going to be a I'm, thing now. Sorry, I, I was confusing it with Fishwick. <laughs> you and your Fishwick. I love Fishwick. Fishwick is one of the more um, it's like salacious the, neighborhoods in Canberra. It's the red light district of Canberra. Yeah, it is. It's the Which, industrial district. And, and Canberra is itself the red light district of Australia. <laughs> so you can imagine how well things go down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of things go down. Oh, yes. Many, many a thing. Some things go up. Mm. Some things go sideways. Yeah. And some things go round and round. In your butt. In... Deep, deep in your anal cavity. Did I tell you I was a bar stool for 30 years in the 80s? Did <laughs> you, I mention that? No, you, you didn't mention that. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's I'm... a good story. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying oh, to be around. I want to hire you as, as a bar stool in my new restaurant. Yeah, this is, this is probably the most nonsensical episode so far. So far. <clears throat> we might get more serious as the night goes on. and mm. You know, like we might, we might do a full circle and eat a sober up or drink so much scotch <clears throat> that we start making sense. That could happen. We could go through the looking glass, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, no, effectively, I am going back to Japanland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next. So, by the time you listen to this, mm-hmm. I you, you think... You'll be in Japan or I you'll be back from Japan? I will be in Japan. Yes, I should st- still be there. So, just imagine imagine AC in Japan eating a curry right now, just with his mouth open, just like food falling out of his mouth. Just so, imagine that. Yeah. So, two episodes ago, mm. I, we didn't actually... So, the last episode <clears> we did, you may have noticed that we didn't talk about uh, life stuff a whole lot. It was mainly no. games because we had to do two of these in one night. Yeah. We're trying to rush it. We're trying to like, just smash it out the park. Yeah. Uh, so, and because we knew this was a stream of nonsense, we knew this was going to babble on a little bit. So, yeah. things... We wrapped things up in a very nice little bow and just did nothing but games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this one we thought we'd actually talk a little bit more about lives so that's why it probably sounds a bit funny to you yes uh you know what's funny now that i'm thinking about it it mm. could have actually been possible to like only recorded one yeah and then because that's due out next week yes from our perspective yeah. and then two weeks later i would that would have been easter yes and I would have been back for that. Ah, oh, really? So we're just doubling up for no reason at all. I, to be fair, I will not be in any state to do podcasting after. No, that's directly fair. after. I get It'll back. be nice to have a break. I yeah, see, yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's always good. It's always yeah. good. So uh, that's fine. That that's all good. So are you looking forward? I mean, you 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 haven't seen your um your darling daughter or your uh, your wonderful wife? No, and for um a while now. This is true. This is one of those weird things that um I had to organize this trip. In a hurry, and a lot of people might already know this because people follow me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, and so mm. they already know this story, but I've booked tickets back pretty urgently 
uh, the episode before last, I talked about how my mother-in-law has uh, pancreatic cancer. Yeah, yeah. She's going in for some treatment for three weeks. Uh, I've taken every skerrick of holiday time that I can. And, you know, got special dispensation to leave because, you, you know, you're not meant to just suddenly take two weeks off and then disappear a week later. You know, you're meant to give them a bit more notice than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got special permission because it, it is kind of important. Yeah. Uh, and people go, oh, you must be looking forward to getting back to Japan. And kind of, no. Mm. I am really looking forward to seeing my mother-in-law. Yeah. Teruko. Yes. Um, my... Uh, my wife, of course, mm-hmm. and my darling daughter, May. I'm looking forward to seeing all three of those people. As to the, you know, the day of traveling there. Yeah. And yep. my accommodations when I'm over there. Yeah. Um, basically, I can't stay in the house because uh, of the cats. The cat actually just passed away, which uh, is sad in itself because they both love that cat. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a sad thing. But the house is probably still full of... of yeah, 20 years worth of, of uh, cat fur yeah. and cat dandruff. Yeah. So, I still can't stay there safely. AC is, um, is um, deathly allergic to cats. Deathly. Yeah. Actually, literally almost died one year. Yeah. So... Basically, I they're making... Because they're on a farm, there's a warehouse off to the side. They're making a small room for me. Oh. And uh, it's not going to be... It's going to be very Spartan. I think okay. it's going to be... Hopefully, it's going to be insulated because it's going to be still be quite cold there. Is it like winter there now? Uh, it no, it's, so it? it's, it's, it's autumn here. It's spring becoming now. spring. Yep. Yes, of course. Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. So, it will be... It'll still be quite cold. Mm. Uh, it won't be deathly freezing. Um, hopefully it won't be snowing but basically they're making me a little room which will have like a futon and a desk in there okay. hopefully it'll be insulated somewhat but you know it's I can't stay in the house I mean I'll only really be using that place to sleep and maybe go there if I if I'm not feeling not so good um, yeah. so there's no bathroom there I have to go into the house to the bathroom or one of the outside bits I, I, I like a I like a good bathroom to you know you like a nice bathroom to kind of you know declench <laughs> Uh, <laughs> open, open the iris. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> Relax, you know, just kind of, just, just you know, let it all hang out. Yeah, basically. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's not really going to be an option. For Can me. I ask you an awkward question? Yes, and this is completely off topic and yep. really disrespectful to yes, your family. Yes, at this at this difficult time. Yes, but yes, are okay. Yes, ki- but are yeah. you the kind of guy? Yeah. that spends a lot of time in the toilet because I am. <laughs> I like a good are 10 you, minutes, at least. Rob, are you asking if I have a magazine or book in the bathroom? I am. I am. I'm asking, are you the kind of guy who goes, who can't go to the bathroom without some reading material? <laughs> you know, because you're going to be in there a while. Is that the kind of guy you are? Or are you kind of like a get in, get out, like bank job kind of guy? You know, you know, I would love to be a bank job kind of guy. <laughs> the bank job. Of I, would, I would love to be the kind of person yeah. who can get in, get out as quickly yeah. as possible yep. and not spend time in there. Mm. But after... Um, th- 35 years of eating nothing but junk food and really, really hot curries. It doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. It, uh, sadly, we've hit that point in our lives. Mm. And if you haven't hit that point yet, you will soon. And it's very sad. I I ask this because my wife thinks that I'm really weird because I take so long in the bathroom. And I keep telling her that, no, this is a guy thing. This is like a male. It's a guy thing. Yeah. My dad, uh, yeah, it's, he had car magazines. That's the only reason he bought car magazines was... Mm Mm-hmm. Was to have them in, in the bathroom. The good for wiping your butt. <laughs> High five. <laughs> stupid cry, stupid 55 cries, I'll show you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Actually, 55 cries are not too bad. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I, sometimes I, I'm kind of a car person. Uh, so, 
look, it's not that bad. Um, mm. You know, I, I, it's, I will have my own little space there, which will be good. Mm. Uh, I will get to see my family, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but the hospital is like an hour and a half away, hour and 20 minutes away. So yeah. there and then Maria will go spend time with her. Her mother and we will, me and May, will be waiting around because she can't um, be too far away. But the baby can't go into the into the treatment area where people are recovering from treatment and are really weak with weak immune systems. Yeah, yeah. So we need to keep May away from there, but we need to be in close proximity because uh, Maria is still breastfeeding. So mm. uh, it's this basically is not a holiday. No. I'm not going there to enjoy myself. I'm going there to look after my family. This is definitely business, not pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone, and I am more than happy to help out. But as to looking forward to going back to Japan, not really. I wish they were all coming here. You're a bit of a seasoned traveler now. I, I mean, am, yeah. Because like, I think a lot of people look forward to the idea of like, oh, I'm going to get on a plane and go overseas, yay. But to you, you're kind of like, oh, God, I'm going to get on a plane. And <laughs> not only that, but I a couple of like, so this is the third trip to Japan in the past six months. Yeah, yeah. Six months, gosh. Uh, and this is... Yeah, and this is like the second time it's not for good reasons. Mm. Uh, and the first time we had to go back on emergency reasons, uh, we flew with Qantas and they were terrible. And yeah. the only flight I could get this time was Qantas. And I really didn't want to have to book, but mm. beggars cannot be choosers. Yeah. And if I have a file there from all the complaining I did, I will get even worse service than last time. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to report back on what happened. You may as well just be as obnoxious as you can, really. You know, yeah, except I don't want to get myself banned because I really need to get back to Australia. Pinch the hostess's bum. <laughs> just like, G'day, love. Uh, fetch us up a JD and Coke, will ya? Yeah. Just start shouting all this sort of like really offensive, like, 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 just, just really They let Asians people yeah. on this plane back to Asia? I didn't I know there were Asians it. in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were schoolgirls with short skirties, eh? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> God. There's a whole lot of ethnic types on this plane. Ethnic types. My God, there there were uh, still people around like that. Now it's so uh, scary. Dear. So yeah, mm. look, I hope I hope that trip is um as good as it can be. I know you'll be looking forward to seeing your family, mm. so that will be good. Look, I when Maria is in the hospital, mm. we are staying remarkably close to where we used to stay. Okay. So if May isn't too fussy, um, dare I say it, I might actually be able to get some some retro game shopping in at a book off or hard off nearby. I don't think you'd be AC if you didn't at least. Try yeah, it. I got to, I got to, I got to try. It's like Homer doing the catfishing at the marriage retreat. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, except, I think Maria has said no, no. You should, you should go and do those things if May's okay. Well, mm. because you know, I mean, it's this this treatment is going to go on four times a week for the two weeks that I'm going to be there, and then the rest of the time, Terrico will be. Uh, either still at the hospital because she's too weak to do anything or at home resting. So mm, mm. I, don't, I don't know if we can bring her home on the weekends yet. It'll be it'll be a, a little too early to tell until she actually starts the treatment. It's not chemo, but it's similar enough that there are... And the, the medicine she takes is going to have some some uh, some side effects. It's going to knock her around yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's going to knock her around a big lot. Hopefully, yeah. I'll, have, I'll come back with good news and hopefully it'll all be worth it. Yeah. Even if I go there and it doesn't work fully, I'm glad that I'm going over there to see her. 
Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, she's family. And I really like Terrigo, actually. She's yeah. that whole well, family I mean, over there. They're like a real proper family. I had the pleasure of actually meeting her yeah. when she came out yeah, and to she's, Australia. She's a lovely, lovely lady. Very, very friendly. Yeah. And uh, very sweet. Yeah, she's a yeah. she's a big sweetie. Yeah. And, you know, they've all accepted this this nasty big gaijin into their family <laughs> and let them, let them steal their name. So, yeah. I'm forever grateful and I love them, you know, because they are family. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, you know, I, you never know. I might still have a couple of adventures over there. The one good thing about this trip is that uh, I will be over there be just before Terrico goes into hospital. Mm. And hopefully by the time I get over there, uh, it will be Hanami season. Ah, perfect. So Hanami is when the, uh, uh, cherry blossoms, uh, the Sakura trees bloom in pink. Mm-hmm. They go pink for a week and it looks devastatingly beautiful. Mm. And then they turn green, you know, like a week and a half after that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's very beautiful. It can be a quite chilly time of year, but you are meant to, in traditional Japanese society, you are meant to have a picnic mm. underneath the cherry trees mm. and recite poetry and have some sake. Right. But now you just sit under the cherry trees and just get blotto. The poetry kind of, you know, falls off a bit. Oh, there's poetry, but uh, it's kind of more of a... Uh, a Roses man- are red, yeah. violets are blue, let's drink sake, I love you. Yeah, basically, yes. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good poem to pull out of your ass. I was, I'm more of a man from Nantucket kind of guy myself. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see how the... I, I'm hoping we can get some Hanami in, because I used to go... I loved Hanami when I was in Japan, and I used to try and go to a different Hanami spot. Yeah. Every year, I'd try and kind of go somewhere different. It is a very beautiful thing. I think there's something... I mean, mm. it's 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 very powerful, obviously, this idea that there's this very beautiful event that, yeah. that is so fleeting, that's so short-lived, and there's something very, you know, beautiful about that. There is, and it's yeah. something very yeah. uniquely Japanese, like, despite the fact that they, they have exported these trees all over the world, you know, there's something very unique. Mm. About it. And um, so, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, as I've said, but I am looking forward to seeing everyone over there. I just uh, kind of want to see my wife and hope everything's okay and spend some time with my darling daughter and hope it it all goes well. Yeah, as well as it can be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I well, mean, you'll, you'll be hearing a bit more about that um, if you follow me, pardon me, on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I yeah. thought we might touch upon the subject... Yes. ...of burning you alive. <laughs> now, no, no, don't say no immediately. Yeah. But you deserve this. Yeah, it's true. That is true. I do deserve it. You're, yeah. not, on, you're not on social media anymore. That's right, yeah. It's there's probably... no nice way to broach this subject. I was, no. I was looking for a segue, no, no. and there's no segue to say Rob is no longer an active participant... Yeah, on social media. On social no. media. No, and this is funny because... You could argue that YouTube and podcasts are, like, pretty much social media. They're pretty one way, though. Um, but yes, I mean, that's kind of the, the thing. Um, so, me and my wife have been talking a lot about the influence that um, the online culture has on our lives. And yep. we've kind of both agreed that there's positives and negatives. But um, one of the things that we've decided is that social media has not been a particularly positive influence in our lives and in our relationships. So... Uh, we have decided to... Um, I don't know whether this makes us Luddites or whether it makes us people who have a degree of self-control that most people don't. But we have decided to take a philosophical stance of saying we are not going to use social media anymore. So um, that means no Facebook, no Instagram, 
no whatever, but it also means no Twitter, which is which was up until now my primary way of engaging with the audience of Game Life Balance Australia. Uh, so that is a shame to those of you who um, know me well from Twitter. But I do encourage those of you who do want to get in touch with me to send emails to our, um, our letters account, which I believe is something along the lines of letters at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com or or questions at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. The, um, the links, the contact details for us are at our website, GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. So you can still get in touch with me. I will respond. I'll be very happy to hear from you yeah, so via look, email. Um, it sounds funny. It sounds like yeah. writing a letter now. Yes. Like sending an email used to be the most modern thing ever. And now it's like, if you need to get in touch with me, send a telegram. That's right. It sounds like, and, and I will endeavor to yeah. respond to you within the next 60 days. The mail will arrive by auto gyro and I will... <laughs> Post haste. Yeah, that's right. From Siam. Um, but yeah, the um, so so yes, that's not in the manual. No more Twitter for me. Uh, but look, I will. Which say- is a shame. I because you are so good at Twitter. You are much better at Twitter than I am. I am. <laughs> I love Twitter, but I'm not <clears throat> good at it. So a lot of people who follow me on Twitter um, will notice that I, I spend a lot of my time talking about mm. a, a certain green-haired uh, <laughs> bikinied anime girl called Lum. I would call it your primary interest on Twitter. <laughs> it, it really is. It, because <laughs> I, I love talking about games, but like it doesn't hold my interest all the time. My main problem with like retro gaming on Twitter mm. is that half the people are saying, this is the game that was released back in this year and, you know, this day in 1993. And Most it's not of it that is interesting. That sort of like, yeah, People are complaining about that. And it's like, I want to have a discussion about retro gaming. And it's not, you know, sometimes that happens, but a lot of the time it doesn't. Well, a lot of ways, Twitter, with its, like, character limit, etc., is not the best place to have a discussion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that being said, it's it's a very popular platform. And it does, I think, I think, I will say that it is a better, I I think there's a better network than, than Facebook. Um, it is, but Facebook has its Facebook own... has its own unique issues. Yes, uh, because Facebook is full of people that you know in real life, and which and can most, also be very bad. Most people kind of suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the problem with Twitter is that you are the, the, the sort of like double edged sword of Twitter is that you're you're interacting with people that you don't really know particularly well, mm. um, which can have its own sort of problems. But I've gotten to know some people pretty well over Twitter. Yeah, and like to the people that I've got friendly with on Twitter, I I have to say like you know it is with it is not. It is not an easy decision to sort of remove that from my life. Uh, but I just hope that you understand that the reason I'm doing it is for my own personal development and growth as a human being. Um, so, uh, so, Rob, Rob, I suppose, like, I, I kind of think, mm, stupid Rob, you should be back on Twitter. Mm. But, like, like in five or six years' time, I could... And, like, other people were going, yeah, that Rob, he was so ahead of the curve. He knew what he was well, doing. I we wonder, needed to get out of here. Well, I wonder whether this is... Whether I am, like, the spear point. Sometimes I wonder whether I am, like, like, like trailblazing this sort of movement of like maybe all this like putting your whole life on the internet thing isn't a great idea or maybe I'm actually just a Luddite who is like resisting what the inevitable push towards everything being public and open and available and so everything you, we do being just scrutinized and you it's know. kind of funny that I've been on the internet in one form or another since like the late 90s yeah and like I've never really tried to hide my name or anything like yeah. that I'm, yeah. I've always been Andrew I was Andrew Campbell back then I've always been AC yeah. and I don't really want to hide who I am because I don't think I've really got anything to be ashamed of, despite the fact that I like green-haired alien anime bikini girls called Lum. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. But you don't run a public office or anything, so you know what I mean. Mm, Potentially. I don't think anyone would let me run for public office. Like, <laughs> Well, look, we are living in a post-Trump world. There, okay, so to, to quote Grandpa Simpson, there's a whole system designed to keep me from people like me. 
from ever becoming president. Yeah, basically, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But look, I think... Look, I will say, like, I have always been a big fan of the internet and internet culture. Mm. I've always been a believer, you know? I love the idea of the freedom of information. I'm a big... I, I, I'm definitely a card-carrying member of the all information should be freely available like you know crazy hacktivist sort of set that's what my mind is at right but what i have discovered recently and it's something that has been sort of dawning to me over the past few years really is that um there's a there's what you let into your life can have a positive or negative influence Mm. on you you know and i what i've what i've been increasingly finding is that the level of um how do I say? Like the level of sort of like um, intertwining between my life and the internet has gotten to sort of a a point where it's no longer really positive. And I really much prefer to make the internet work for me mm. rather than work for the internet. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can understand um, that. So I'm still using the internet on a daily basis, um, but I'm trying to be much more discerning about the kinds of things that I engage with and interact with. Um, so I know that's kind of very like mysterious, not exactly like a full explanation, but I just want the people who, who I'm very friendly with on Twitter to know that there's nothing to do with you. It is everything to do with my own personal convictions about the way that social media, like, you know, the way that it sort of impacts on your life, on your mentality, on your kind of like, you know, your kind of intellectual and dare I say sort of spiritual kind of like existence, Mm. um, which I don't think is always a good thing. I think there's definitely positives and negatives, double-edged sword. I think it depends on how you You view it as well. Like, and so my relationship with the internet is, so I will engage in certain parts of it. I know which parts to stay away from as well. Like I, I will stay damned well away from 4chan and I will not, touch um something awful with a 10 foot barge pole <laughs> despite the fact i know like many of my friends are actually members of yeah of that and it's not that awful i mean a that's lot of the time. i mean it that's be, fine but- i mean like there's something there's something fun to being part of the sewer of yeah internet, yeah know? there is um, but like the way i think about the internet is just it's for fun and information yeah. and like there is a certain aspect of of sociality there but i just don't take it that seriously yeah and, and I, I think that's the problem for me is that it did become something that i I kind of mm. made it sort of started to feel real in this yeah. way that it was like a bit weird. So I um, always was able to disconnect and I yeah. never tried to hide anything from anyone. Like yeah. online, I was just like anyone who wants to, I don't have a private account. The only reason my Facebook is locked off is because of friends of mine. Yeah. Who, like they, they tried to access my friends through my, my Facebook account. And I had to lock yeah. it down. Yeah, so I'm sort of like, pretty open about it, but yeah. I'm also open about the fact that I'm your friend on Twitter yeah. and I would be your friend in real life. Yeah. But I don't take the Twitter experience that seriously. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, we share an interest. And I and I think you're a cool person, but you know, and I'm not trying to keep any section of my life secret. I think I think that's kind of the issue I've had with it is that um, there's a sense there's a, there's an, there's an aspect of my brain that kind of like um, how do I say like there's people talk a lot about people talked a lot about virtual reality in the 90s. Yeah. You know? Oh yes. And you know we all laughed. You know in the in the 2000s like huh, like you know that was such a funny sort of like way of looking at things. But there is a there is a truth to this idea that the internet is its own 
kind of it is real like we oh are, it's very real. we are communicating mm. on the internet we are communicating constantly with each other on the internet and that communication has reached this kind of like our primary form of communication now in a yeah. lot of aspects yeah and there's a kind of like critical mass if you like mm. sort of you know we're at this kind of like point now where people's entire lives are on are on the internet and like i'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing universally but what i am saying is that i think for me it, I, I think I'm at a point in my life where I want to really focus more on the people that I know in my day-to-day life. Hmm, and which the is peop- fair enough, too. Like yeah. my wife, my daughter, my brother, my mother and father, my friends, like you. Yes, you're pointing to yourself. The people that I actually interact <laughs> with, like people that I actually like know as a physical presence in mm. my life, as opposed to people that I know as a photograph and the text on a screen. And that's not to say that you're, that you're not a valuable person or that what you have to say and the interactions that Mm. we've had are not meaningful it's just that i think that there is kind of like a hierarchy of of reality yeah and the people that i see every day with my eyes and interact with verbally and physically are kind of like more real to me Mm. than the people that i interact with on twitter and i'm really at this point now in my life where i'm like i just want to focus on what's what's like at the most like the most real like the most mm. sort of like tangible and this is kind of philosophical but basically i just need to really really focus at this point in my life on 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 my family and my friends because, that's good but um, i think that's a good if you yeah. realize that then that's a good way to say you want to do that is mm. because you you've you've had an epiphany effectively and yeah. say yes this is something that i need to focus less on this is what i need to this is where my interest in my life really lies. And that's not to say that I'll never use social media ever again, ever. Yeah. But it's more just like for the time being, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be focusing more on um, the people around me that, that you know, truly matter to me and truly have this real physical and and powerful influence in, in my life. So It's interesting um, because hearing you say this, mm. because I've kind of had this... this thing in my brain all of the time where the people physical people in my life there's already a hierarchy there mm. which you know like it's always been my you know f- close friends basically and partner and you know recently my baby mm. at the top mm. that's always been the way and i will always go out of my way to organize things with my friends you know i'll mm. always try and catch up with them and i and you know I, you know me i'm a very social person yeah and then the internet is like this kind of supplementary social thing yeah if i want to talk about something specific like i'm not going to call you up and say hey i want to talk about rusei yatsara with you like you yeah. know that that green-haired lum girl she's pretty cool isn't she you're not yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to even humor me and just go fuck off you probably say go away i see yeah but whereas i can just go on Twitter for like half an hour, an hour every day, and just go, ah, oh, yeah, you know, th- there's this thing. Here's a picture of this thing that I like. That is the real. And then it's cut off, you know, like it doesn't. Yeah. It's very supplementary to me. I've always had that hierarchy in my brain. Yeah, and that's cool. I think that is the real great thing about the internet is that you can contact people who have, you know, like minded people. Yeah. Who are interested in the same things that you're interested in. Like, no matter what your niche is, no matter mm. what your sort of unique, weird passion is, there will be a forum or a bunch of Twitter people. Or something where you can go and discuss that. And that's cool. And that's like, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that's a bad thing. No, no. But what I'm saying is that when you get to the point, which I think I have been, where where the people that you know on online and the people that you know in your real life start to have this kind of like, like you start to sort of lose focus of like what's important to you. Mm. 
that can be problematic. Yes, definitely. Um, I, and don't think, I don't think I've ever really hit that point, but I've seen it mm. happen to other people. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a, it's a slippery slope, I think, when you start living your life online. Mm. And to people younger than us, if that's how you communicate, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. Like, I still communicate with a lot of my friends online because it's the only way I can communicate with them. Well, you have a lot of friends all around the world. Yeah, I have a lot of friends everywhere. And that's the only way I can communicate them with them, you know, now through Facebook. Yeah. Through messaging, you know, um, you know, even to a certain extent through Twitter with some people. Yeah, we are in a global village now. Yeah. You know, that's such a hackneyed phrase, but it's so true because... Mm. Um, Especially if you've lived overseas. Like, for example, like, Cody and John, like, one of the things that I found most difficult about cutting Twitter out of my life Mm. is, like, the interactions with with Cody and John are some of the things that I feel are something I can be really proud about. Like, this sort of, like, Game Life Balance brand that we've created is something that I'm really proud of and I'm really happy about. And it's, it's, like, in some ways a shame that I can't interact with Cody and John on Twitter anymore. But when you really think about it, my interactions with Cody and John tended to be more like basically trolling them and like making crappy jokes, you know? Um, And what I would hope is that that relationship can continue and we can continue to communicate in a more meaningful way, you know, through uh, doing the podcast together or through emails or through other sorts of means of communication that don't necessarily involve a character limit. Yeah, and, and that's uh, true. Like, I, I email Cody. Like, mm-hmm. I, I interact with him more on, on Twitter, but we will DM each other. Like, you know, because there's an unlimited... Yeah. There's a, almost a near-limitless character DM limit, I think, so... I think you have to understand that, like, I've been... I went deep on the internet from the moment I got on the, online back in, like, 2004 or mm. so. Like, because I had my own computer. I bought my own computer, and it was, like, this window to the world for me. And... I was deeply involved in message boards, in chat programs. I, I was a massive IRC user. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and like I think for a long time in my life, those relationships I had online were like equivalent to relationships I had in real life. This is funny because this you know? is during the time when I was overseas, and yeah. you and I, like, who we've been friends for a very, very long time. Mm. It's interesting. People probably think of us like, oh, they've been they've they've been fast friends and you know and you know very close since the like the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and what is the reality is that uh, you and I kind of have you know like uh, in we were we were fast friends in primary school. Yeah. We drifted apart in high school. We became good friends again in college. And then drifted apart again when you went overseas. Yeah. And then we didn't really talk much. There yeah. was like a good seven year period where we didn't talk much. I came back and Maria wasn't there because I'd only just come back yeah. trying to establish myself in Australia before she came to Australia mm. to join me. I remember that. We went out to the pub when you Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just said, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working for the government now and I'm doing stuff. We were so we different. Should... Like, yeah. I, was, I was like, I was like very religious at that time mm. I, I would say i've toned down a bit but i'm still i'm still christian yeah i was very religious i had like kind of gone through this kind of like ascetic period in my life where i was like cutting out drugs alcohol all this sort of stuff that was when you came back <laughs> um which is funny because around that time that i started oh alcohol wasn't so bad yeah no, no. <laughs> i was gonna uh, say you were definitely not cutting out of alcohol over your life uh, but actually was but it's funny because i think you were kind of like a i wouldn't say that you were like the, i was an enabler <laughs> no but i think you kind of like loosened me up a bit but, I probably did. But, um, yeah, we have this on and off kind of relationship. 
We'll always be friends. I know yeah. that much. We'll always be friends. It's but, funny uh, that. Yeah, yeah it, it was kind way. of funny to think that... Uh, we didn't actually stay in touch, even though we easily could have with Facebook and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. We kind of didn't until like around <laughs> about... It's about a year or two before you came back. Yeah. I was doing um, Torture Hammock, a, a, a comic strip, and like you yeah. and I would occasionally interact and like yeah. swap story ideas, and I'd find out what you were up to. I surprised you once when you were working in Woolworths. That's right. That's right. Did you, were you with Maria then, or were you with... No, no, else? no. I think it was by myself. I... Oh, I remember I you, brought a, I, you may have brought a Japanese. I did. Girl. That, that was uh, uh, my ex girlfriend. Because I remember Mayumi. Because I was yeah. like, she doesn't look anything like Maria. No, so, no, no. Yeah. She's they're quite different. Is this like one of those things where it's like a sore point for Maria to talk about? So we shouldn't talk about this. I'm not even sure whether Maria's even going to listen to this episode. But I, it's, <laughs> trust me, I think she's over it. Uh, yeah, she won. I think in her own words. Well, after she got a kid, you got eight years or whatever of a relationship or something. So. No, Mayumi was. Um, uh, was my ex-girlfriend mm. she was uh we a colorful character <laughs> no okay so she was <laughs> no mayumi was actually is actually a very nice person yeah, yeah uh she she was lovely um however she was one of those people who had to have her life planned out mm. to the nth degree yeah uh, and she had like this whole plan of like oh we need to do this then we need to do this everything has to be planned out and then you know we'll have a romantic cruise and then we'll do this and yeah and all that kind of stuff and i'm very you're more of a free form. Yeah, randomly generating kind of uh, improv kind of guy. Generated. <laughs> I'm just going to go this way, then this way, then this way, then this way. Yeah. And um, yep. I think the, like, we were the kind of couple who were very on again, off again, kind of like, oh, we need a break. Oh, and then we get back together. It was really passionate for about a week. And then, oh, we drove each other nuts and we need a break. And then mm-hmm. she was like, going, oh, I'm not sure we should be together. I'm not sure we should. And then at one stage I went, because, you know, this is like an early 20s relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like, you think you mature, but you're not actually that mature. Mm-hmm. And then at one stage, I just kind of went, something went click. And I went, oh, you know, when she's a great person, but we're not really suited to each other. Yeah. You know, it's just what our lives, although might be going in a similar trage- trajectory, doesn't mean that they're going in the same trajectory and that they have to be spent together. Mm. And so I broke up with her, uh, and then a very short time later, I was with Maria. <laughs> uh, but look, you know, this, the thing is, it all worked out for the best. Yeah, it did. I'm sure she would not have been happy with me in the long run. Mm. Um, very um, intelligent. She was very intelligent. I have, I have this this uh, penchant for falling in love, falling for very intelligent women, very strong women. Mm. And uh, Maria is a very strong woman, as you know. And uh, Mayumi was also quite strong. Maria is kind of like way. scarily smart. Yeah, like, she's, she's incredibly intelligent. She picks up on things so rapidly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the thing, the dynamic that you guys have, um, and this is kind of just between you and me, this is kind of like just, I'm, I'm ignoring the microphone at this mm. point, but um, there's a sort of a, you guys click really well. We complement each other. Because you are this kind of like, like whirlwind of a person. Yeah. You know, and she's this kind of like more earthy, kind of more like centered person. She grounds me yeah, a lot, yeah. which is, which I need grounding. Trust me. I yeah. need to be brought back to earth. Yeah. But at the same time, like, uh, there was this person with this incredible intelligence who didn't really was kind of like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know really what to do. And I kind of came in and went, let's do this and let's this and let's go over here. And this is great. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like the resourceful sort of person. And inspirational she was like the, sort of. Yeah. And yeah. she was very much the intelligent and we complement each other very well. And we work very well as a team. That's what you that. need. You know, I think a lot of relationships stumble because people are looking for that person that's like very similar to them yeah i but similar would, is not oh, good i wouldn't i've i have yeah. dated people who are similar yeah, to me, me back in the early days yeah. and that's not good yeah i think i've mentioned on podcasts before but but 
I'm already batshit fucking crazy. You don't need to date another person yeah. who's batshit fucking crazy. I think, I think a lot of geeky people think that what they need in their life is another geeky person. Mm. But often what you actually need is someone who isn't geeky. Well, I mean, they can be geeky, but having a stabilizing element, because if you both go off the deep yeah. end, yeah. then there's nobody to anchor you. Yeah. And you might think, oh my God, that'll spin off into fun adventure. And it can for a night or two, mm. and you go out and have wacky adventures, but you don't want that every night. Yeah. That's not something that's, that's very good for you in the long run. Yeah. I think there's a benefit to having someone who's different to you, but has enough similarities that you have a common kind of yeah like- you can you can share interests and you can share ideals <clears> on the future <throat> and everything like that but personality yeah. types that kind of click more than phase into each other yeah that's uh, you know in my opinion and you know I'm by no means a relationship expert no God knows I've been enough of them though. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have way more experience than I do, actually. I was. I had a, a one of the reasons I moved to Japan is because my reputation was starting to precede me at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was not fine. a good man in my in my younger days. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Let's take a break. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> So in my in my pile of Saturn games uh, mm-hmm. that I was talking about last episode, yes, there were there were a couple of games in there which were kind of a little odd. Uh, I like two D platformers, mm. and there was this game called Bug, which is kind of like uh, Mario, but only on two planes. Ah, uh, okay. So you can move up and down and left and right along certain paths. So it's kind of like a maze. Uh, and then you, okay. And it, I don't know. There's bugs in Hollywood or going to Hollywood or something like that. It's it's all right. It's you know, it's it's nothing special. Sure, it's kind of one of those in betweeny games. I probably like it better than Mario sixty four because of its its limitations. Mm, uh, I found mm. Mario quite awkward to control in three D in yeah. Mario sixty four. Yeah, the camera sucked. You all know you all know my feelings feelings on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is this two D platformer, uh, uh, which is actually at the same time polygonal, uh, called Clockwork Knight, which was um, a release game for the Saturn. I do believe. Right. Right. Uh, and I think it wasn't complete when they released the Saturn. Right. So they released like part two. They kind of did a dodgy kind of uh, Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles sorts of th- sort of thing there. <laughs> right. So it's not a it's not a long game. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of got into it a little bit more than I thought I would. I got it for like a, a hundred yen, a dollar. And when I've heard of this game, I like two D platformers. I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. Mm. And started playing it, and then all of a sudden, I was on the second world. Hmm. I'd beaten the first boss. I was basically, like, you start off... I think you're trying to, you know, rescue the princess. You're a clockwork knight, and you go through the the first world, which is like a boy's bedroom, mm-hmm. fighting boy's toys. You know, like Jack in the Boxes, and um, though I don't know why they're necessarily boy's toys, and cranes, and... Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, Legos, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it was 
I think it's it's not a great game. I don't think it's even a good game, but it was oddly calming. Okay. I was just kind of calmly playing this game. It doesn't move fast, but the controls are, you know, they're not they're not particularly twitchy, but they're good enough, I yeah. suppose. Like it works better when you see a, th- a polygonal 2D, you think really slow because you think of like kind of uh Mega Drive or like late uh SNES games. Yeah, yeah. These moved along at a steady pace, and the controls were good enough. It was okay. still a little slow, hmm. but it worked fine. Okay. And I, I kind of enjoyed the pace, and the puzzles were very simple, and then hmm. all of a sudden I was in the girls' room. Yeah, right. Um, and then you're finding dolls. and like- Yeah, actually, maybe in the other way around. It may have been like the first room was the girls' room, and then it was the boys' room. I'm not even sure. Huh. There's... It was kind of... It didn't matter that much. I was just kind of going through, and then the boss was more challenging, but it's pretty easy, to be completely honest. And then mm. I actually got, like, to the end of World 2, and I stopped playing there, because I just quite went... The whole objective of tonight is to test the games, not play through the games. Mm. Mm. Even though I probably should have kept playing it just to see if I could finish it. But it was this kind of zoning, nice sort of... Graphics are pleasant enough... It's the nothing revolutionary going on here, but mm, I'm just kind mm. of strolling through this world, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to be said for, like, there's something about, like, the old, the earlier kind of, like, eras of games in that there's sort of the, there's, a, like, a calming kind of, like, a centering quality to just playing through a, a platformer that mm. doesn't have to be particularly good, but if it, if it has that kind of vibe that... It just makes you, just reminds you of that that simpler time. And uh, I think it it kind of works more as a proof of concept of graphics for the Sega Saturn. Because mm. we're talking about this is is this kind of like a um two point five three D kind of thing? Or kind is it more, of yeah. No, or is it really more just like it is literally it a two D platformer? It is literally a two D platformer, but all the sprites are, are polygonal. Mm. Like you mm. know, they're, they're balls on top of balls, and like you know, things move, and like there's parallax scrolling, and yeah. And the enemies, but you are on literally a two-dimensional plane. You cannot move in the third dimension. You can move right. left, right, up, down. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, nothing along the Z-axis. Oh, actually, you might be able to move along in some sections. Uh, it's difficult to explain, but not really. There's, there's nothing really 3D going on here. Okay. But you got to remember that the Saturn was designed to be a 2D platformer. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Machine. Like, the ultimate 2D platforming machine, not, not like... Um, not a, th- not like a... A 3D... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really designed for 3D. It was they more had like- to complete, yeah. compete against the PlayStation, uh, but what they ended up doing really well is being a great fighting game machine. Yeah, a lot of like, sprite-based stuff was what it excelled at. Yeah, right? and it looked really good on, yeah. on the Saturn. Yeah, some great fighting games on the Saturn. And I think Sega kind of continued that with um, the... the um, sorry. The Dreamcast. The Dreamcast, yeah. yeah they did, uh, yeah. In that Marvel sense versus of, Capcom is yeah. very ultimate on that. Yeah, really yeah. Like the, in some ways, Sega was kind of like the fighting. It became kind of like the place for fighting games. It was like the only place they had left to them <laughs> to go. Really, <laughs> it's a shame because I often thought during that era, like the PlayStation One era, that um, it was a shame there weren't more two D games because the very few PlayStation games that I played that were two D, two D, were very impressive. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Symphony of the, of the Night springs readily to mind. But there were others. Yeah. There were a number of others. I can't even remember the names Tomba, of them. To, to Tomba was really Tomba, good. Yep. I have Tomba. Tomba was excellent. Um, and, That's kind know, of a 2.5. You know, you, you go into mm. the background. It messes around with the format a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still at, at its heart. It is a 2D platformer. It's a 2D, 2D platformer. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it plays with the formula, though. 
because I love those. I love 2D platformers. I still have a great love for them. And I still have this, every now and then I just get this itch, this kind of like itch under my skin, if you like, that can only, it can only be satisfied mm. by playing a 2D platformer. Um, What's your go-to 2D platformer? Oh. Like, what, what do you even have accessible to yourself? You can come around here and play almost any yeah. 2D platform ever made, but what do you what's have? What's my favorite? Or mm. what's the one that I keep going back what's to? What's the one you keep going back to? Oh, God. Um, you know, it's, it's actually hard to say because I am kind of like... I do kind of... I'm like a modern gamer, so I flip, I flip from one thing to the next. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love Spelunky. Yeah, I, really I thought you'd say Spelunky. that. I think that is... Yeah. That just kind of seems to be your game in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah, Spelunky has this... There's a certain... There's a something that Spelunky does that other game... No other game really does quite like it. It's that combination of the procedurally generated world with... You have to think in a particular way, you know? Like, there's a, there's a tactics to it. There's a strategy to, to Spelunky that I really enjoy. Yeah. And no matter what the game throws at you, if you have this kind of idea of, like what you need to do to to really have a good chance of beating the game. Like, having a good run. It's a run-based game, you know? And yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what keeps it fresh, is that feeling of, like, you start the game up, and you get dealt, like, a deck... Of, you get dealt, like, a hand of cards, essentially, by the game, you know? Like, you might have a crap, you know, level, like, 1-2 or 1-3 or 2-3 or 2-4 or whatever, and you have to deal with that. You yep. have to find your way around it. And um, the game is well-designed enough to give you the the um the means to 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 deal with most of the problems you encounter it's not always fair and sometimes you just get dealt with a crappy hand of cards and yep. you know but the, that's you know that's 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 random level generation really isn't yeah, it yeah but most of the time it works really well and um overcoming those challenges and kind of like like it it is a mind game i think as much as a it is a very twitch heavy so do you go back to it much these days or? not not recently but it is something that when i think about like what's a really good platformer that i really enjoyed yeah that I think has like is almost perfect. Like, a bit Spelunky of a, a is up there. Palette cleanser because the controls really well. Like the jumping, the air control, it's really sharp. It's really like it's difficult to you know to emphasize how much good controls benefit a game. Oh yeah, no, for platforming it's essential. Like it a is. badly controlling platformer is just crap. Just throw it in the bin. And yeah, set it on it's fire. not a good game. I've seen yeah. platformers with the best graphics ever. Yeah, if they don't control well, they're not good games. But what makes Spelunky a sort of like a, a cut above the rest is that it, it controls really well it's very like you know it's very on point very mm. sharp but it's that intellectual aspect that sort of like planning aspect where you're like okay you're constantly planning ahead you're like that's right. probably why i don't like you know? spelunky that yeah, much is yeah. because it's got that aspect of like i just want to rush forward and do stuff and it's like that always gets me in spelunky like, ah, i just i just want to just want to play it like i should probably play super meat boy that's except the, i know i hate myself see, and that's the thing about spelunky is that like you kind of have to there's two kinds of spelunky players mm. there's kind of like what i would call like the new spelunky player mindset which i had for years i had this mindset of like okay you know i'm just gonna like see what happens i'm just gonna play this game and have fun with it and stuff and like sometimes you get really far and once i actually beat the game and stuff and that's cool you Mm. know but then there's the kind of like more hardened kind of like expert spelunky level where you're like you're thinking in a very different way about the game and you have like there's really is like a strategy to it and there are certain things that you know you need like like nowadays i'm like i need to get the jetpack i need to get like there's particular items that you just like must have. So how many times you know. have you completed the game? Uh like you know, probably about like half a dozen times or something okay. like that. Yeah, um but I haven't actually but I Certainly. haven't actually ever beaten 
because there's different ways to beat the game. Oh, so you haven't 100%ed it? I haven't done like the the hell run. Yeah. People listening who are familiar with Spelunky will know, and they'll be saddened that I'm talking about this game and haven't actually beaten it that way. But it's um, okay. You should play games for the way you want to play them. You know, like that's yeah part of the philosophy of games. Like people say, oh, you're not a real game unless you've done this bullshit. You know, you can play whatever game you want. There's a certain sort of, and I think there's a vibe to Spelunky that I really like. Mm. There's a sort of like a, it really does a good job of making of making you feel like you're in this sort of hidden temple. There's always traps and secrets and stuff. It's it it makes it evokes that sort of like early '80s kind of like mindset where you're playing a game that you don't you don't have a guide, you don't have the internet, and the game feels mysterious and the game feels like there's stuff there. Mm. But if you just poke at it enough, you'll find something new or something like unusual. You know that that kind of like oh this game could be full of secrets and I just don't know where they are. That kind of feeling. I had a bit of that with La Molana as well, but La Molana is like. 100% all about secrets. Yeah. And it kind of does your head in. It's kind of like, like La Mulana, I had to, I had to stop playing because I was like, if I keep playing this, I'm either going to beat it or I'm going to lose my mind. See, that's the thing. Um, like, I don't like getting, like, yeah. sometimes the obsessiveness of games is good, but if that obsessiveness is ongoing and yeah. you don't do anything else, that can kind of be a problem, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, there are some games that I love, but, you know, I love Bubble Bubble and I really love Super mm. Mario World. But there's never been a time where I will continually love them and just be nothing but obsessed with them. Yeah. You know, it's like you can turn them off and you can clear your mind. Mm. I really have to say though, like La Mulana is, and like I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast because that's a whole that could be a whole podca- podcast. Podcast. Yep. But um, stay tuned. I really love that game. <laughs> I think that is a brilliant game. But it is not a game that is good for me. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad for my mentality. It's yeah. bad. For, but it. Oh my god! What a great game. You know. Um, it's interesting how games can do that. Yeah, to you. you can appreciate it, but just think, no, this really isn't like where I'm at in my life mm. right now. No. You know what I, mean? like, you know what I actually started yeah, playing recently. Yeah. I actually started playing, and I've done this a couple of times. I've started playing um, uh, Ocarina of Time. Ooh, interesting. Yes, and frustrating for me. Uh, I'm beginning to think my eyesight is getting really shoddy, actually. That's just the N64. That is probably (laughs) just the N64. Because, like, I do have... I've got machines that do 2D really well. Yeah. I've got machines that do 3D fairly well. That in-between stage, the N64. Mm. You know, and... And, you know, the PlayStation, which I don't play many 2D games, uh, 3D yeah. games on that much, yeah. is that in-betweeny stage where even though the N64 possibly did it the best, it's still not great. Yeah. And Ocarina of Time is a fantastic game, but it still frustrates the hell out of I me I think it's sometimes. kind of hamstrung by the system that it's on. I wonder whether playing it on the 3DS, like one of those re-releases, might be a better way to play it. You I know what? Know. I do have the 3DS... Um, release of that yeah but I just I wanted one of the reasons why I wanted to play it on a bigger screen is because my eyesight is shoddy yeah but I mean it is a great game it is I finished yeah. the I finished the tree killed the tree um, you know the tree died the but tree I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the tree yeah. told me to do it yeah the tree died went out and, you know into the open world and mm. having fun there at the moment and it's a uh, you know I, I really respect the game mm. like if they'd actually put some thought into Mario 64, imagine what they could have done with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're just trolling people. <laughs> I am right. really just trolling people. Oops, sorry. So it's... I don't know. Like, I, 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 I keep playing it very gradually, very gradually. And I think this has all come from the zeitgeist of 
me not owning a Switch and thus Zelda because yeah. people are going, oh, this is the best Zelda since la 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 la, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got a lot of those old Zelda games. And Have you played Wind Waker? I have a bit, and I really like. I love the mm. art style of Wind Waker. Yeah, I, the distances between places in Wind Waker can be a pain. The sailing yes. apparently is a big sore sore point for people. That's where I get stuck. Yeah. It's not that I get stuck. It's just that it's like oh, I got to go back here. Oh, I got to go over here. The bits where you're on land can be frustrating as well. Yeah. Um, the GameCube is an interesting system. Yes. I think. Yes. Uh, I did not like like um, Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. The gameplay in that isn't bad. I just hate the concept of that game. Yeah. They, they improved upon Mario 64 and then it's like they put a 1980s don't do drugs or graffiti message over the top of it. And I just went, oh, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, it's just too square for you, you know. It's it's yeah. not it's not just the squareness, it's like the whole the whole talking water jetpack thing is just kind of <laughs> it's like it's like banjo kazooie except I think, lame. I think we can all agree that Mario Sunshine is kinda of like you know, it's forgotten. It is. It's know. not a I'm not saying it's a bad game because it has its admirers. It's decent. It has very decent gameplay. Yeah. It's just the concepts behind it were just not my not my deal really. they swung and they missed but they mm. did a good they, they, they did a bloody good job trying yeah um, yeah it's still a decent Mario it's still a decent Mario game yeah. but it's certainly at the bottom of the yeah. of the pile when it comes to decent Mario when games when I think of like Zelda games like the high like the like the, what are the really standout Zelda games obviously the original Legend of Zelda uh, Link to the Past then you then you have to sort of skip ahead. I think. Well, I think every generation is actually every Nintendo console has had a good Zelda game. When you think about it, because um, Link to the Past, and then um, uh, you know Ocarina of Time, and then um, Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. No, well, not, vir- yeah. I know. Virtual Boy doesn't count as a generation. I, I'm yeah. just I'm just being an idiot. Zelda's one of those really consistent series, actually. But there, you know. Some of the um, where the uh, some of the some of the DS ones are a bit missable. I think people people seem to think that like Twilight Princess was like you could you don't have to play that. Twilight um, Princess is interesting because that when, when I know Ben loves went, it. So sorry, Ben. I know you love that game. Well, I'm sorry. So <laughs> it's but, because it used the yeah, technology it had yeah. and the style of the time and all that kind of mm. stuff. And I don't know. But Wind like, Waker seems to be like the next really important one after Ocarina of Time. Well, it was the next one after that, aside well, from no, the handhelds. Well, there, no, there was also, um, let's not forget um, uh, the one where the moon's trying to destroy the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Maj- Majora's, Majora's Mask is very, very much divisive. a Gaiden. Yeah. It's kind of like a side story. Divisive. Of, divisive. Yeah, it's divisive. Yeah. But... It's, I don't think it's a bad game. I have that game as well, actually. Um, mm. Unlike most people, I kind of like the the the, the time repeat mechanic. See, I of thought that. that was cool when when my when I was described to me. I thought mm. well, that sounds like really cool because it's a Groundhog Day thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I t- you know, time. I mean, you love time travel. Yeah. So that would appeal to you, um, but. Yeah, it wasn't universally acclaimed. No, so. it's not. It's I, it, a lot of these games. I like watching people play, yeah. and I like playing a bit. But like having, even with all the free time, quote unquote, that I have at the moment, I still prefer going out and being social with people. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's where you and me differ because I think I think still deep in my heart, I am kind of like that loner who wants to sit in a dark room mm. and play games. Oh, I'll still do yeah, that. Yeah, but, you know, like I, I I like playing a variety at the same time and. Mm. Some of those mm-hmm. older games, the in-between games, kind of get frustrating. Whereas yeah. I'm watching people play the new Zelda and I'm just going, 
you know, if I just saved up enough while I'm over in Japan, I might be able to afford my shelf a Switchy. And then, you know, I come back to Australia and then I buy a Switch. Mm. Well, I think, I think yeah. the way you yeah, is... Sorry, sorry, buy Zelda. If I come, mm. if I buy a Switch over there, which is cheaper over there, come back here and buy Zelda because it's region yeah. free and then yeah. I have Zelda. And I've been watching that and it's like, I know that that would frustrate me, but I also know just being in on that right now and like being able to play the most modern version of a game that looks really interesting to me because it's not like a whole lot of other Zelda games. Yeah. Like kind of... This, this old kind of... It has that feeling of like an old uh, 80s, 90s adventure game almost. Yeah, where you kind of like... You just go out into the world yeah, and you just ha- you try and figure things freedom, out. Freedom, but yeah. you also like... You, you're still restricted despite the fact you don't know you're restricted. It's kind of like a Sierra game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, you got to remember, yeah. in the old Sierra like uh, adventure games, you can basically go do whatever you want. If you if you fuck up along the way, you won't be told, but you won't be able to finish the game either. Yeah, there's a sort of like like that. They're just not. How do I say? Like that velvet rope that stops you from going to the bad areas and stuff is just gone. And yeah, and that's kind of like it's refreshing in 2017 so for for let's end the podcast yeah we should we wrap we, it up we, we should we've been going for a while so I, I will say this mm. uh, are you now given that the switch has been out mm. for a little while yeah a couple of weeks yeah three weeks four weeks mm. uh, two weeks I don't know I've, concept of time no family here who cares <laughs> are you considering uh, purchasing a switch during this beta testing period which is effectively what it is or are you just going to let it slide for a while and then decide or are you just like nah not my thing I think I think my mind was made up before it even came out sadly mm-hmm. yeah which is just I just don't feel like I love Nintendo enough to buy a console that's probably going to be noteworthy only for the first party stuff that it has on it like every other like Nintendo console for the last like five, six, seven, eight years, you know. Like, yeah. Like, there's like past two or three generations. I mean, they get me wrong. I love Nintendo. I, I think Nintendo is awesome, you know, and I love what they do. And there's something that Nintendo does. All their games have this kind of the first party games have this feel that no other games really do, and it's really valuable. And every all and the I people totally who, get why people love it, you know. And all of um, the people who deride Nintendo say, "Oh, like they're gonna fail, and they should just no, become third party." They're not gonna no. do that. And all of those people only say that because they desperately want Nintendo to be on third party, so yeah. they don't have to spend money on another console, and so they can play them. You only have to look at the way that Nintendo like has like re like re like what's the word. Like, they've kind of, like, reinvented themselves yeah. constantly. And, like, when I said that, like, every, every single generation of, of, like, home consoles for Nintendo has had a really good Zelda game, goes to show you just how how very good Nintendo is mm. at at um, keeping up with the times, but still being unique, still being Nintendo, you know? And that's awesome. I think the problem for me is that I just... I'm just not there. I'm just not quite as big a fan you know, as Which you, is fair or enough, as, yeah. you know, like, like, I love, See, I love it, but I don't love it enough to like throw down 300 bucks or for Australians. How much is it in Australia? It is $469. Yeah. And I have been yeah. on Twitter mm. because that is actually more expensive than like Microsoft and, um, and, and, uh, and that's, almost, that's and, more expensive and than the PlayStation, PlayStation right now. Yeah. yeah PlayStation yeah. 4. Yeah. And I've been on Twitter saying, do not buy this here. Go to another country and buy it or import it because mm. it's still cheaper. Yeah. It's and stupid. it's so sad that like, they think they just want to squeeze the money out of us. And yeah. something I've noticed is that 
they've sold out. I think in a lot in America, mm. it's difficult to get. I don't think they've sold out completely, but it's difficult to get in America. It's difficult to get in Japan. However, in Australia, you can walk into almost any store and still have plenty. find it. And yep. that's because like it's just so expensive. If they hit that four hundred dollar price point. Mm. They would have been okay, I think, yeah. because the games are still expensive. Everything else is still more expensive. Mm. You ain't playing jack fucking shit on a Switch until you've spent almost $600 in Australia. Yeah, because you got to you think you get the console, but then you got to get the games, you got to get the accessories. Yeah, and- yeah. I mean, you know, you, you could play the basic one for maybe, you know, like 550 bucks or something yeah, like that. But, yeah. you know, the, the pro controller is obviously better. And, yeah. It and then you, you spend, up. yeah, it's not a, ha- it's a full blown console. Soul. And that's my rant, is that yeah. it's just like, I, I feel that they're really taking advantage. And I know there's import costs, I know there's taxes, I know there's blah 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 but it still just feels like they're taking advantage of Australians. Mm. And I hate that. I'm sick of it. So if I buy it, it's going to be from another country for cheaper, and mm. then I'll, you know, buy digital games or buy secondhand games or whatever. I think what, what, would, what I would need to be able to jump on board this is a library of games that is better than the Wii U and possibly even the Wii. It has to be it has to be it has to offer more than just that, you know. See, I think that the Wii U has a better library than the Wii, but only yeah. because of the first party games. No, that's true. The Wii <laughs> has a lot of shovelware. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like I love my Wii U. It's one of my favorite consoles. Mm. Uh, but at the end of it, it only lasted four years. Yeah. But at the end of that four years, there is an incredibly solid lineup of first party games. Mm-hmm. And I think the console is worth buying for that reason. Yeah. I think the Switch would be worth buying after about two years when they've solidified themselves, when they've got packing deals, when yeah. they've reduced the price. And that's kind of where, where my thinking is at is like, yeah. oh, wait and see. Yeah, no, kind of thing. Being pensive is good. But you the know, thing let, is, let the suckers do the beta testing. The problem is, I think about like, how my PlayStation 4, which I loved when I first got it, is just gathering dust right now. You think because of my PC? Yeah, and it, it just makes me wonder. Like, if I buy a Switch, will I actually really spend? Will I actually get my money's worth out of it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm probably not funny, at this stage. I'm in a funny place with my gaming where I have so little time, and like, I'm PC is always my number one. Yeah. Do I have room for a number two? Do I have room in my life for a for a girl on the side? If you like, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean, like. What are you going to do you with know? your PS4? Are you just going to keep it around? Or? Oh, look, this, look, I want to play Uncharted 4, yeah. for sure. There's some exclusives that I'm interested in checking out. Yeah, fair enough. And I, and I stand by my stance that action platformers and stuff like that, action games, platformer games, fighting games, I prefer to play them on the couch with a yeah. controller in my hand. Fair enough. Um, that being said, I'm finding that my tastes are increasingly for that more strategy slash RPG kind of game which is the PCs like you know our little boy is growing up that's kind of where <laughs> you're or, you were already yeah, there you've been yeah. there for so many years yeah, yeah but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy other stuff you know on for the sure. side as well yeah it's not that it's not that I don't like action mm. games or platforming games or that sort of stuff it's just that where my heart is at really is the strategy slash RPG stuff and that's kind of you know I've got a good PC I, I mean that PC will last me years before I need to upgrade it yeah um it's just it's just a question of like time and money really so it's the harsh economics, AC. It really so, is, yeah. you know. And, and and we'll see as to what happens with me and my, you know, whether I buy a Switch or whether I get any games or whether I come back or, yeah, you know, yeah. if I come back with a new console or... Mm. I enjoy my PC a lot. I enjoy uh, you know, only certain games, but, you know, like, I really enjoy my Wii U because of only certain first-party games. But I don't have a problem with that because... 
I love gaming, but I don't game as much as you do, I think, in a lot of aspects. It's like, funny. I, ga- I game in a more deliberate way. Than yeah, you, I kind know. of accidentally fall into in, <laughs> yeah. into my room yeah. and go, oh, I may as well play these three random, you know, retro games. Or I might turn on my arcade machine yeah. and play a random game. Whereas I get up early and I'm like, right, it's five o'clock. It's time to make myself some coffee and play yeah. some Fallout. Yeah, you know? so I, I'm not I'm a like, morning person. I'm yeah, kind of a yeah. get home and oh, I might I might play this. I'm like yeah. I, I really love gaming, mm. and it, it is a big part of my life. But at the same time, it's it's not like my main focus in a lot of areas, and I get distracted to the point where yeah. I kind of need to force myself to do it. Sometimes I think you're more like I would call you like an explorer in games. Yeah, you're like you like to seek out new experiences, new horizons. Yeah. And delve into things and, like, satisfy your curiosity and stuff. Whereas I'm kind of more like that, like, this is my one game. I'm going to play it till I'm done with it. And then I'm going to move on to the next one and play it till I'm done with it. And so I, I experience less. And I have more, like, I have less of a broad experience. But I dive deeper into stuff. You do. You, know? you dive yeah. much deeper than yeah. me. But I, I love the history side as well. Yeah. And, you know, you know, yeah. I, I love reading up on that sort of stuff. And I love watching YouTube documentaries on, mm. on stuff. And I love the technical side. Yeah. And I love just, like, going into random games. Like, for example, one of the games that I got from uh, Japan was a Jankin puzzle game based on Runma Half, the anime. <laughs> it is the last SNES Runma Half game I didn't own. I didn't even know it existed until recently. Mm. And I spent a good hour playing the shit out of that game, coming out of it and going, that is not a good game. That is actually a pretty piss poor game. Yeah. Because it, it you know, y- you get rid of, of certain things by matching, you know, like Jankin, like, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, uh, rock, you know, paper, scissors. Yeah, rock, stuff. you know, you know, paper beats rock. Scissors, uh, you know, beats paper coming down and stuff. And that's how you get rid of stuff down the bottom. So, okay. And, you know, it's got Run My Half characters in it. I don't know why you need Run My Half characters. They're fun. You know. Yeah, I mean... The like, dude turns into a chick. It's I, hilarious. Yeah, I would, was hoping <laughs> that it was a little bit deeper than what was going on, but it wasn't. And yeah. I just kind of went and I went, you know what? I'm glad I played that game for an hour, even though it wasted an hour of my life. Mm. It mm. is something that probably blessed few people outside of Japan have played. But that's, I can that's talk a about. cool thing. But it's you... a thing that I experienced and yeah. I can talk about. Totally. It's almost like that movie nerd aspect of like, I want to check out all these movies so I can think about them and talk about them. Oh, God, I used to be that movie nerd. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was always, like, always like hiring weird shit from the mm. video store going yeah. ooh nobody's gonna know about this I'm gonna see you know uh, see what it's like because yeah that's how you find hidden gems mm. that's mm. how you f- you find uh, certain games like you know layer section which everyone has forgotten except me <laughs> now apparently who I've just rediscovered yeah uh, well, we should wrap this up but yeah, look, we that's should. interesting um, think about that sort of like there's the deep divers and then there's the explorers you know? yeah. and uh, where do you fit into that if you have an opinion why not hit us up on Twitter or on email at our various contact points, AC? Why don't you explain to the listeners how they can contact us for fun and pleasure and all that sort of stuff, especially pleasure. Especially pleasure. Right, O'Gov. You've been listening to Game Life... Be- oh, no, wait. <laughs> I don't even know We've what We've got to get of- out of this accent. Yeah, thing. okay. It's killing us. This is Game Life Balance Australia. You can find <laughs> us at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. Uh, the American guys who we've talked about a bit during this episode, mm-hmm. uh, Cody, Uncle Stabo, are at uh, gamelifebalance.com. No, gamelifebalance.us. U- .us. I think .com will redirect there, though, so... No, 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 no. Dot, dot .us will redirect there. They're gamelifebalanceus.com. Ah, Someone tricky. actually owns... Someone in Denmark owns Game Life Balance Australia. No, no, sorry. Just gamelifebalance.com. Bastards. 
I think Cody went there and tried to buy it off them, and he, they never responded. <laughs> Those damn Danes. Yeah, I don't. They never did anything with it, and it's like we don't care because, like, we yeah. like you and I technically own. And this is this is interesting. Mm. And we'll just we'll just dive here very yeah, very briefly. Very briefly. Um, you and I own copyright to this to yeah. Game Life Balance. Game Life Balance is kind of like we copyrighted it. Yeah, yeah, it's copyrighted um, officially under Australian law. Uh, mm. We did something because it's not just something that we we said. Oh, this is ours. We did something with the brand. Brand, mm. We can prove that we have done something rather than just like arbitrarily say this is something.com. Yeah, yeah. So we actually own copyright to that. And that's yeah. why the Americans had to come to us and say, well, can we use this? And we said yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, ba- so, basically, if you're in Nigeria and you come to us and say, can I be Game Life Balance in Nigeria? We'll probably say yes. Sure. I think that, why would, not? Be, that would be fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have other places around the world yeah. like Game Life Balance Japan. That actually might be really cool. Yeah. Um, love other franchises. <laughs> if you want to come to us with a pitch, like, please pitch yeah, it to us. Yeah, pitches. I'd be interested. As long as, you know, as long as your podcast is not worse than ours. <laughs> That's, ours is like the bottom level. You yeah. can't duck It has to be at least as good as ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Lordy yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would be actually be quite funny. Yeah. If people were going, we need to change our name so we get more exposure. Uh, funny. But I think Game Life Balance, I think the reason, one of the reasons we chose that name is because I think as time moves forward and yeah. more people are into gaming, it's going to be in the zeitgeist a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this issue- It's already it, in our gui- zeitgeist. Like, it's already our lives. That's yeah. why we chose it. It is a big issue, and gamers are not getting younger. No. And, um, you know, uh, it's more and more of a problem. It's sort of like, how do you how do you um, fit your gaming habit, addiction <laughs> slash whatever, addiction. into your, into your like, adult life? You know, we've <laughs> got kids, we've got wives, we've got people who love us and need us. But we also have these people like Zelda who need us to rescue them and stuff. And, you know, you got to uh, take care of yourself. You got to rescue your girlfriend. You got to, like, find the magic star for that douchebag in Skyrim who wants to give you, like, some crappy reward for it. You got know? <laughs> to, like, you got like, to punch that dragon, man. You, you know, got to punch it to death. These dragons aren't going to punch themselves. <laughs> So, Stop punching yourself. Stop punching yourself. You know. like, that would be funny if, you, if that was a modern Skyrim uh, where, you, where you could just manhandle bully the dragons. dragons. <laughs> bully dragons. <laughs> dragon, Rockstar, get on that. Dragon bullying. Yep, okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, I will take over the, the official GLB Australia Twitter feed pretty soon. Yeah. I need to, I might actually try and work out a strategy of something to do with that so I can kind of differentiate it from my own weird Lumchan esque. Uh, main Twitter account, but we'll, make s- we'll see what happens. Twenty four seven Cody Goth harassment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, might, he might be into that. Yeah, he might. He uh, you that. know what? I reckon we can score some tickets to his wedding. Notice I didn't say invitation; I said tickets. Because uh, I'm going to be selling those on the side. <laughs> you scalp them. <laughs> Scalping tickets <laughs> to, to someone's to wedding. Cody's wedding. Uh, oh, that's like the ultimate Australian thing to do. Just this random dude shows up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah uh, I heard there was a wedding here. I'm um, Rob Bailey or something. <laughs> you got some beer? <laughs> I, I bought a I bought a pack of VB. You don't look like you do in the in you know on uh on the Google Hangouts. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the webcam's a bit weird. <laughs> got any beer? <laughs> anyway, we should we should totally show up and do that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, please rate us on iTunes. Uh, this is a really fun show. I yeah. I enjoyed this. I have no idea what it's going to be when we listen back to it later on. No, but probably just a bunch of rantings. But uh, you know, hey, it's a thing we did. It's a thing. Yeah, we like doing things. All right. Well, um, 
when you uh, listen to our next podcast, you'll definitely be back in Australia. Yeah, so, I'd uh, like to say, oh, when I'm in Japan, I'll totally do a guide, and I probably won't be able to yeah, do that. If I yeah. get the chance, for whatever random reason, I might do one. But, uh, yeah. you know, don't, don't hold your breath there. And I don't think my last guide was that popular <laughs> anyway. And it may not be the sort of, like, typical, I've come back with a big bunch of stories and fun games to talk about. I don't think so. I'm, I might have a couple of stories, and I might have some stuff. But, you but know, we'll that's have, life. We'll that- have plenty to catch up on though. Yeah, because this is Game Life Balance Australia and I think my life is going to take over from my games but yeah. you know you know what, I will end on this I have many many a handheld console hmm. and you know what I'm actually planning to bring. What are you bringing? My Vita. Ah, I love it. Yep. Yep. <laughs>